you know, as a spiritual activist, I'm always thinking about the spirit of the black African-American or indigenous person, their experience. And one thing that I've noticed is that things happen for a reason. And like, as we notice the mass awakenings happening within a lot of black women, you know, the divine feminine energy awakening, um, trying to awaken at least, that's more of a higher self. In turn, you have to go through the wounded feminine energy to get to that divine feminine energy. And so in that, the divine masculine is going to be awakening soon. I mean, it already has started, but I feel like there is going to be more of a, like, how can we say, like, more obvious experience that we can see. And that's happening because we have to think about the ancestral spirit. And, you know, it's kind of hard to advocate for men as a woman because a lot of women are like, they feel like you're discrediting their experience. And I totally don't. I'm a black woman myself. I understand the struggles that a lot of black women have gone through, you know, being in their masculine energy out of, not out of choice, but out of necessity to survive and to provide for their families, you know, because the black male has been so heavily um, conditioned and programmed and used as a henchman for the Muslim mentality, for the dominance, control, toxic masculinity, even though I hate all these labels, um, carrying the narcissistic spirit, not an essence of who they are, their soul, you know, so women kind of have had to step up and be the man and the woman in a lot of life situations. But for the men who did do what they were supposed to in the ancestors and the grandfather spirits and, the, you know, of the men who did carry the torch and who were in their divine masculine energy and who who did provide for their family so self-sacrificing that they, you know, it was almost so much of obligation that they were not recognized as well. And that's the issue with the wounded um, feminine energy as well, you know, as that mother and as that father. And th this is deeper into more, you know, the, in the household, the provider, not necessarily teenager kids, you know, that energy, but more of as we get into the black family and, you know, black relationships, more on that phase of life. So it's like, you know, that man that the men that never got their flowers, the men who work day in and day out, 12 hours, you know, hard physical labor. Yeah, they may not have been able to be around emotionally and give emotionally. But what a lot of people don't understand is transcending worldly views. Money is energetic currency as well. Money is providing an energy of love. This That was their way of showing their love was through providing. That's all they had the capacity for at the, at the in those times. You know what I mean? Just like 
providing and nurturing the household and cooking and cleaning and yada yada the stereotypical gender roles of a woman that is also energetic currency that's just as valuable as dollars and a lot of times I think there are things set up and are put into place that are designed to divide and conquer the black male and female dynamic the divine feminine divine masculine dynamic when in actuality if you think of yin yang um energy that total balance comes from the divine masculine divine feminine you know bringing that to the table and connecting it yes each of us has a little dot of the other in us because we have the capacity to feel whatever role we have to feel to maintain and survive but the how can i say supreme design as you want to say or divine design is for us to come together as one and not try to be the role of something else. God didn't make mistakes and God created certain energy for a certain reason. And I feel like now we're transitioning either way. The attack has always been on the divine masculine energy and, you know, the male, because that is a very, very powerful energy. If you think of like the sun raw, it is literally bringing life to things. And so when you kill that energy, when you kill the power, that solar plexus energy, you're left dim. Like there's no, there's no power, that light, like think of a machine, an old school, like machine in the factory. And you have like that furnace going, that's powering it up. When you dim that light and when you put that furnace out, that's making that machine go, what happens? The machine no longer is working. Yes, the divine feminine energy is very powerful as well. It is actually bringing the life into the world. But what ignites the light? When you think of God, God is like, it's going to sound so weird, but I'm using like an analogy. God is like the sperm. It actually created, it's actually what's used to create the life. And the womb, so God is like the essence, you know, let there be light. And then the womb is like the earth. The earth is like the energy of the womb, and so it's like carrying that energy and, and bringing the energy into the world. But what started it is that divine uh, masculine energy. And so that's just as powerful as the same, but what is happening is there's this battle because both the male and female are feeling unappreciated and not you know, having their flowers and being feeling burnt out and feeling this competition between the ego and, you know, um, media is always perpetuating this um, failure, the dynamic between the male and the female and, you know, making it seem like women do more than men and men do more than women. And there's exceptions to everything. There's deadbeat men, there's deadbeat women, there's sorry as niggas, there's sorry as females. It's just simple as that. And what we need to focus on are the ones who are actually doing what they have been called to do and take on the roles that God has put them in a place to be in, the rightful roles, you know what I'm saying? And so there's just a lot. And I feel like that male energy is needing its flowers. It, there needs to be less bashing and more compassion more empathy and trying to get to the roots of the problem and why we have been perpetuating this cycle of enabled coddled men who have no sense of 
self-reflection or self-accountability and same goes with the women it's like we don't have accountability a lot of times either we still feel like the victims and that goes for the men as well there's so many things within us as men black men and women that we have to go deep into and without trying to deflect and point the finger because that's the one of the main things i noticed during the mass awakenings that every it went straight to exiling of the black male and it's like oh it's the it's my it's my nigga it's my dude it's my yada 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 it's him it's him it's him and a lot of it was that and a lot of women had to leave situations or let their men go through breakthroughs i mean breakdowns so they can have their breakthrough but there's always two sides of a story two sides of a coin we have to be able to wholeheartedly address all the issues and so we can actually get to the healing and that's kind of all I want to say for now. As always, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. I love you guys. Peace out. The problem with not being energetically balanced is it can arise a lot of problems. You know, a lot of times the black spirit, you know, as a child, we want to nurture and let them be kids and have fun, especially as black parents, because we're like, once they get a certain age, reality is going to kick in. But I feel like there's a little more we can do to prepare them without stealing their innocence or joy that equips them more with tools that they can actually use and become more empowered and autonomous versus, you know, giving them this false reality of fantasy. And then they're like, go through this major culture shock and feel resentment because they feel unprepared for the reality of the world and the challenges that they come. It's more about helping them understand how to get through the challenges versus pretending like they don't exist. Like there's always a famous quote that you can't change the world, only your reaction to it. So that's more of my philosophy in teaching my son how to deal with adversity in life, you know, but when it comes to the feminine energy, it's more emotional, it's more chaotic, it's more free, um, it's more wild. And there's nothing wrong with it. I feel like we need to honor those that energy as well. And that can be male and female, you know, gender-wise. And sometimes it gets a little conflicting because men don't like to say that they have feminine energy and I feel like a lot of things are labeled certain ways to create roadblocks especially when people understand what people don't want to be considered or don't want to be labeled as so if a man has a complex with feeling weak or feminine they clearly are not going to want to address anything that is labeled feminine energy, even though that is powerful energy and creative energy. And so, but yeah, the reason why it's an issue to just have that is because there's no focus, there's no discipline, there's no structure. And even though being wild and free is fun, a lot of times you're going to need more than that. Even if you make your being fun and free and lucrative you still need some level of discipline and structure in your life and conviction in your life to maintain a level of success whether you hire it you marry into it date into it 
or you learn how to cultivate it within yourself because we all have the power of being able to have that yin yang energy within us individually but i'm a traditionalist when it comes to that and i believe in the male brings a certain energy and the female brings a certain energy um and the energy then becomes one you know i feel like that's more naturally in essence that divine union that god wants us to have that's a lot of times not supported in this society and we're losing a lot of that in our traditions and culture but yeah and so a lot of these young men who are being who are coming up you know they have a lot of aggressive energy anger and they don't know how to channel it you know they have a lot of emotions that are a lot of times not um what can i say acknowledged maybe um and it doesn't mean allow them to cry about everything you have it's about helping them understand and become solution oriented become men help them become men and and not just hush all that crying hush that all that stuff does i get it i do it sometimes too but if you never balance it with explanation and actual teachings they're only going to become repressed resentful abusive sociopaths narcissists whatever you want to label it diagnose it but it's not going to help them in the long run become productive confident strong supporters and providers for their family they have to be mentally sound to carry the weight and the burden of being a provider and that is not acknowledged enough the stress and the trauma of being a provider just as much as it's not just like right now how we're stressing a lot of the the pressures that mothers and you know the housewives face the fathers face the same thing and i'm not here to say oh we need to stop talking about women no not at all we need to be talking about both and this is the issue that they're trying to perpetuate in the spiritual awakening is a divide and conquer tactic amongst the black and I mean, amongst the black male and female, they're digging that wedge deeper between that dynamic that has already has been built on a foundation that is crumbling. And it's time to rebuild as fast as it's crumbling or else we're going to be left high and dry. There's a lot of wisdom that has already been ingrained in instilled within our DNA that we have to tap into, that we have to activate in order to maintain. And I'm kind of stepping back because I'm not getting, I feel shadow banned for one. I don't understand it all, but I feel like it's, it's calling me to focus more on building my own foundation and in building my own foundation with my family I'm doing wonders as a collective. Like, it's it's basically still affecting the collective in a sense. And I think that's what we're all being called to. Focus on your family, your foundation, yourself first. Then you can work on other people. And, you know, I, I put so much free content out there. And...
people just, you know, take, 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 absorb, absorb. And it's great. You know, that's what the wisdom is for. It's not in vain, but it's also put me in the space of, is this like, in order for this to be my livelihood, I have to make it lucrative. I have to be able to survive or else I have to be able to put it on a back burner at some point because this is not bringing revenue for me or my family. But now I'm just kind of venting. So I want to keep it on track. But, yeah, I'm, I've been getting a lot of downloads, and I think it's because I've been holding it off so long trying to create a master class, and it's hard to stay disciplined when you cannot devote all your time and energy into your dream and passion. So things do come off rocky or unprofessional, whatever that people may want to label it. But you just have to know in your heart, the message will transcend any worldly imperfections because those are just illusions. First of all, I don't have to ever do a live in my life to to let my wisdom ripple through the collective. That's what people don't understand. Spiritual Spirituality, when it comes to wisdom, does not have to be physically heard. We're connected by one mind. We're comes from the same cloth. As I come to new levels of consciousness, those who are energetically connected to me will rise to that level of consciousness through resistance or whatever, or they will just continue to, to detach and go a different route. But those who want to come will come. And so that's where I try to relinquish and surrender the pressures that I put on myself, um, the goals that my mind try to make me feel like I have to obtain, uh, adhere to. But yeah. So just be focused on balancing those energies and teaching your child how to, yes, have be free, have fun, be wild, honor those feelings and energies as well, but also having structured, disciplined, focused, conviction, not giving up when things get hard, you know, breaking the the traits that riddle our community in negative ways and trying to reframe them or reprogram them or reteach them or unlearn them, whatever it is, to continuously stay empowered, continuously stay fearless and in faith. You know, getting back to that, you know, Christianity, yeah, there's a, is anything man-made is not perfect. The Christianity is not perfect. The book, the Bible is not perfect, you know, because the word is still interpreted through man. And unless you're getting a divine connection directly through you, no other man's word, even if it's coming from divine, you know, God is still interpreted through man. It's not going to be perfect for you all the time. So in understanding that, I don't release my Christian roots or background because it has sustained me and a lot of and my ancestors and kept us grounded and kept us in a state of peace. But I do know that there is a lot in it as well that can box our spirit in you know, through shame, through worldly or societal, um, 
norms, you know, superiority, supremacy, all these constructs that don't belong in the Bible, the guilt, the self-judgment. There's so much in that that can, you know, make us feel like, oh, if you're a mom, you can't be this way. You can't dress this way. You can't do this. You can't be sexy. Just say that that can be something we pull from being Christian. There's a lot within Christian culture that's conservative, that is mundane and mediocre to the black spirit. And for the black spirit to thrive, we need a level of wildness, freeness, freedom of expression. And a lot of times that is manipulated and exploited into different narratives or agendas. However, there is also encoded a lot of wisdom and, you know, the black and African, the African-American and African ancestors, they put a lot of secrets into the church. When we were forced to go to church, we were also finding ways to continue the knowledge and wisdom that we had brought over with us. Because the one thing about the mind is people can't take it from you. They can try to manipulate it, but that wisdom is always going to be in there. That it's always You can carry it and hide it out of plain, in plain sight. No one knows what's in there, up there. That's why they always say knowledge is power and the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Education is elevation. Doesn't mean you have to know all the books and history and dates and political and all this and that. It means just tap into your inner wisdom, into your divine intuition. The voice that tells you things that serve you in a way that's uplifting, empowering. Motivating, not discouraging, disempowering, oppressive. That's all. I want to rise and shine your light and opulence, my solution seekers. It's your girl, the spiritual activist. Um, so, it's not going to be a long video at all. Well, knowing me, you never know. But anyway. I want to talk about uh, accountability and shadow work. Hold it, just hold it for me, buddy. So I'm gonna start with the little saying: accountability can be a hard pill to swallow. I'm not gonna say is because nothing is obsolete. Nothing is definitive. I don't mean obsolete. Nothing is definitive. Like meaning, it's not set in stone. It, it can be um, a hard pill to swallow if you allow it to be. At the end of the day, you always have to remember you're in control of your life. You're in control of a lot of the things that you think, feel, and whatever, you know? So it can be a hard pill to swallow, which a lot of times it is because it takes a lot for a person to break themselves down to look in a mirror and take that accountability for the things that they've allowed to happen in their lives and the things that they've done on their own. You know, some things are out of our control. You know, as children, there's things that may have happened to us that as children were helpless or, you know, whatever other circumstances where we were in a state where we couldn't make that choice or we feel like the choice we made was to protect someone else or whatever. You know, there's always exceptions. But overall, it can be a hard pill to swallow. And in doing shadow work, a big part of shadow work to me is deshadowing the mind. Of course, that's where it all starts. The mind is the 
is the system that you have to break down, that you have to reprogram to let go of all of the narratives, the false narratives that you've been told and you've been conditioned with, a program with, um, that defeat and break your spirit, that make you feel like you, you have to be a certain way or be boxed in or whatever, you know? And at the end of the day, you do have to, I'm going to tell you one, one little trick I learned in my spiritual awakening. James, quiet. One thing I learned is that you can awaken yourself to be nothing but a big, like you have to make a choice of who you're going to be. And I, I kind of want to save you the pain. Make that choice kind of in the beginning. It can change, but have an idea, have a foundation of who you are. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a woman, I'm black, I, you know, I, I have a hood tendencies, you know, I come from the hood area, like, you know, but I do have, um, I'm very cultured, and you know, just what I'm saying, like, just have some sense of self, uh, and read, and then after that, as you awaken more, you can redefine other things, like, you know, I had my idea, my ego had an idea what a good mother was. I'm starting to let that go little by little and redefine what motherhood is. And these are these are downloads I've had over two years ago, but I'm just now getting to a point. That's why a spiritual awakening is a very cyclical, like spiral type of uh, journey because sometimes you come back to things that you already knew when you're more at a grounded state to absorb it because you absorb, especially these rapid awakenings, there's so much... Um, there's so much... Uh, information that you you're attaining and, and all that so it can be pro it's hard to process and sometimes your body your brain can only take so much so in doing those crown chakra activations and all that kind of stuff you're gonna need space to process and rest is a really good one to do it and you know setting your intentions and always asking for ease and grace but um I'm going to have to pause this because I'm about to go to work but I'm going to do part two on this accountability and shadow work and a little bit hey guys so a couple things that's been on my head let me see if i can remember them <laughs> one of them is like me as a spiritual activist for the black community different spirits can speak through me if that makes sense like I, i'm fighting for the i always say i'm giving god's grace to the abandoned race but within that abandoned race there's many intersectionalities like you know there's the black woman the black mother um, the black child, the black father, the black man. So, you know, I may be offensive and triggering to other people because in fighting for the injustice of one person in their intersectionality, like in fighting for the black man, I may offend the black woman. In fighting for the black child, I may offend the black parent. You see what I'm saying? So basically you have to understand that my goal is about uplifting, empowering, and awakening that worth within each black individual. So don't take any content that I have personally. Because just because I say, you know, the divine masculine needs flowers too, or the, or the black man needs flowers too. As a woman, as a black woman, don't take this as a direct shot that you don't. And a lot of times we do that. Like when... Uh, and healing things that trigger us, we automatically take it personally. Like I know when the doula um, thing was rising and, you know, a lot of people who 
who didn't go the doula route or who didn't do the natural birthing were offended. And it's like, we have to sit back and realize that just because we're fighting for one thing does not mean we're fighting against another, if that makes sense. And that's something that, that I'm sorry, white people do a lot. Because black people are fighting for the injustices of black people, they automatically take it personal and start saying, but what about me? It's We're not talking about you right now. And uh, that leads me right into no white person should be I mean I understand allyship and we knew yes we do need white people to to use their privilege to help bridge um gaps and uh you know just justice and oppressive systems that are uh designed to keep us down but to me no black no white person should be trying to help quote unquote help or save a black race because a lot of times they don't know how to detach from the superiority or elitism or you know those constructs that are in their mind they don't understand the black mind and how it has adapted and a lot of the systems that are designed to help us uh, for healing interventions are not designed with the compassion and empathy and the true understanding of what we go through as black people people you can teach the black experience to you blue in the face but nothing teaches the black experience like living the black experience if that if that uh, makes sense so a white person will never understand what it feels like to be black because they will never be black even people who grow up in poverty you know what i'm saying they can change your skin like your skin color is a big aspect of your oppression even though it does not define you things society keeps use keeps how can i say this even though your skin color, your hair, none of that thing, none of those uh, uh, materialistic or physical attributes define you. They are defining you by the the oppression and the systems and the biases that are programmed within our mind that keep us oppressed because they say, oh, when your hair is like this, it's unruly. When your hair is like this, it's nappy. When you dress like this, you're a thug. When you wear a hoodie, you're a thug. When you talk with a little twang in your voice, you're ghetto, you're ratchet. Um, you, you're, when you dress a certain way, you're a hoe. When you dress a certain way, you're thug. You get what I'm saying? So basically, yeah, we don't want it to define us because we just want to be free to express ourselves in whatever way we want to. To me, I let people be as long as they're not hurting anyone physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. Do you, boo-boo. And, and a lot of times that's still um, with um, a gray area because sometimes people can say, you're emotionally, um, you're making me uncomfortable or you give me anxiety. A lot of times that's your problem. If me and my group of girls, we go into a, a brunch spot and we talking loud and we being ourselves, you know, laughing, yada, yada, yada. The next person to us, they can say, oh, they're, they're making me emotionally unstable. Or they're, they're scaring me. Or they're, that's their problem because they feel like because we're having a good time, the way we are behaving is animalistic, savage, or ghetto, or uh, disturbing. That is within them because people have to break out of these elitist and entitled mentalities as part of the monster mentality um, and just realize, like, you own no one and no one owns you. Yes, there are certain rules and restrictions in society to keep everybody safe and sane and have that moral compass, but we're losing the moral compass by trying to control people. The mere act of trying to control and dominate a, a, a people is counterproductive of the idea of people being free, happy, and, you know, safe or saved, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just talking to one of my uh, coworkers and we were just talking about christianity spirituality uh children you know the black child the african-american child and all these things and how we learn and how 
and, and you know just you know how things have been beat to death like the eurocentric standards like even christianity you know even like mission work who says that they need saving you know who says these people need saving uh, there's this idea that american culture is better when we're the ones that are based on this capitalistic society where we're just these walking consuming robot zombies who are just trying to fill these voids of not really being free but these using these little things uh, and when I say fair I mean spiritually free using these worldly materialistic things to fill those voids of being empty and you know and, and don't get me wrong use how can I say uh, reaping the benefits of our ancestors work or you know enjoying the fruits of our labor and the fruits of this land is not bad don't get it twisted but what i'm saying is we we're coping with the like in an unhealthy way to with the realities that we have you know what i'm saying a lot of it comes from being dominated and being oppressed um in all these types of systems and i'm going all over the place i'm i'm totally <laughs> lost my train of thought but um yeah basically those are some things i want to talk about because yeah there's accountability and you know victim mentality that we we have been so ingrained with that create these financial roadblocks these abundance roadblocks that we do have to reprogram and detach from but you know i don't think a white person can teach that to us because it's just so triggering it's kind of like who are you to tell me to let go of victim mentality and to let go and, and to have accountability when you truly don't understand it takes someone like me someone who's lived through these oppressive experiences to let you know that yes we are victims but not in the sense of helplessness you know what i'm saying like yes there are things that have been used to oppress us but what are we going to do about it now you know, Yana Van Zandt says something like, so what, now what? And that's that's kind of hard to hear sometimes because trust me, I know it's it's triggering. But know that you're only hurting yourself. When you realize that the more you hold on and have an attachment with something, this attachment with being um, like a crutch, even though crutches can be good. But if you're sitting and being debilitated by these things and that's when they become roadblocks and that's when you cannot elevate in a tune which means elevates and raise to the level of abundance abundance is a high vibrational energy and to align with it or attune to it you have to let go a lot of the things that are holding you down it's a lot of baggage it's a lot of weight on your shoulders you got to let it go and and not let go in the sense of forgetting but let it go in the sense of you're overpowering it now and now you're proving all of those constructs and and conditioning and programming wrong all of the things that have been embedded in you to keep you down you use as a motivation to prove wrong that is how you get out of victimhood victim mentality and how you step up into your accountability knowing that you ultimately have the power to give anything power over you Anything that has power over you that is oppressing you is because you have allowed it to. Yes, there are physical worldly constructs. This does not take away from that. Don't forget that. And me talking, do not know that I never forget that there are things that are designed to keep us down. But we have the power to keep fighting it. You have to fight it. Just like you have to fight those dark spirits, those shadows that are arising. And doing ancestral healing and ancestral work, you have to realize the root is the lowest chakra. Doesn't mean it's the bottom of the barrel, but it does mean there are a lot of things you have to dig through 
from the like that's what getting it out the mud if you think about it you getting it out the mud you 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 digging through all of that to get to the surface to see the light there is a light at the end of the tunnel and in healing you have to release all of those shadow aspects all of those negative aspects that's why black couples and black families are being torn apart because those shadows are coming up and as the collective mind is shifting as we're going into a more um state of love and open heart it's pulling those who are unaware of the healing you know what i'm saying or that, that are not ready for the healing that is taking place and and the way that the healing is being how can i say geared it's it's kind of going back towards that a sense of superiority classism that mission work it's coming from a, a, a perspective of someone who does not truly understand and that's why the representation matters and a lot of us need to wake up as healers as spiritual teachers because we need to teach from our perspective and our experience as being black people the, it don't hit the same coming from somebody who truly don't understand what you've been through now there are some people who come in the vessel of a white person who may have a soul that has been in, in multiple uh, body forms you know what I'm saying Like they, that does not mean they don't have the knowledge Yes, please keep teaching the knowledge, but make sure you're always understanding that you don't understand and you do not know. And you can't just tell somebody just do this or do that if you don't truly understand what that takes, what it takes to break down the constructs of the black spirit, of the black mind, of the black soul. People don't understand. And they take it lightly and they just, they've been manipulating and pulling and tugging at the black spirit in this whole mass awakening. And this is why black people are losing their minds and, you know, going through this burnout, going through this uh, just insanity and this spiritual warfare because they don't even know what's happening within them. And we need more teachers and leaders to break that down and stop being so secretive and and. and and wanting to charge and wanting to no get your money i understand but put the information out there create master classes create actually share the information stop holding it what are you holding it for share it these are not secrets if you're here and you're called to be a teacher or a leader please teach stop with all the passive spiritual babble oh it's a flower in the wind be a flower in the wind nigga what does that mean Stop, stop booze. Like everybody talks about intuition. People don't know what that means. The African-Americans who are just now waking up don't understand that. And if you're not constantly trying to teach them, then what are you doing? I get it. A lot of times as, as a new emerging teacher, you want to prove yourself to your colleagues. You want to be like, oh, I know what y'all talking about too. I understand. But a good teacher knows how to break it down into a language where their students followers whatever you want to call yourself understand because if they don't understand how can they learn if your purpose is to heal how can they heal if they don't understand how to heal and this is not a slug at uh, uh, my black spiritual teachers i'm more power to you i understand the pressures and the stresses that comes with being a light worker being a healer being a teacher we take on a lot of especially if you're like me and you carry the mind of the collective and a lot of times you have to know how to detach from that mind and detach from the matrix and also detach from uh mindsets that, that don't serve your lifestyle that you want these are all gems i'm dropping but you know i need feedback 
if you follow me on Instagram, DM me. Come to me. I'm trying to give like consultations. I need more, uh, cons- you know, more um, interaction from you guys. Uh, I'm on at the dot spiritual dot activist. That's my Instagram. DM me. You know, work. We can work through some, some through something. I'm also working on like a forum, like a community group on my website, and all that is in the link in my uh, Instagram. And so. I just want to get the word out. But honestly, I know deep down, I don't have to talk with anybody to elevate the collective mind. Consciousness supersedes social media and media outlets. As I shift my mindset, the collective will shift. But I also do like hands-on interactive things. That is how black people are. We like, we're kinetic learners. We learn through interaction. We learn through grandiose things through um passionate things that's why a lot of times you feel like you got to yell or do something drastic for your child to understand because the words boring you got to interact that you got to show it you got to do a skit you got to do a song you got to do a rap you got to do a dance for to get their attention you know but that goes into my whole conscious parenting and conscious teaching uh series but yeah so i'm just gonna wrap this up little it's just a little rent download i probably done said this before and i'm gonna keep saying it because it's, the message is gonna always be uh what's the word i'm looking relevant but anyway as always keep god first peace love light and healing energies be open to receiving them i love you guys peace out